Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Normally, when animals attack humans, I vote for the side of humans. Humans first. That's my my motto here on Chewing the Fat. Has been from day one. Humans first. Sometimes, though, you have to kind of see both sides. So a jogger in Maine was injured when she was attacked by a bull. (laughs) So when you think about being attacked by a bull, you think Maine, don't you? So a 43-year-old jogger was preparing to run on the Whistle Stop Trail in West Farmington when she was attacked by a male bovine. Officials said the woman was lifted up by the animal's horns, but she was able to escape into a nearby tree line. Now, the bovine was out there with a pig. I guess they were out wandering around from some local ranch, and they contacted the owner, and the owner arrived a little while later and secured the animal along with the pig. Now, officials say they're withholding information of the uh, owner because they may press charges against the owner. Okay. So then in the story, it talks about how the lady had suffered a small laceration in the attack that required stitches. She did not have to be taken to the hospital via ambulance. I would say that's a huge mistake. Uh, Anytime you get injured in any kind of accident, uh, you always report it, which obviously she did. But if she had to get some sort of medical treatment, That needed to be done by an ambulance. That would have helped her case. (laughs) Plus, if she had been carrying, which I doubt in Maine, but it is possible, uh, one shot is not going to put down the old male bovine. (laughs) Uh, Looks like that bull is going to attack me. Yep, here he comes. And he continues to come even after you shout him. Yeah, that one bullet is not going to put down the old male bovine. So she suffered this laceration. I would just say that uh, you need to just get out of the way. And I know humans first. And, you know, I don't know that we should put the bull down, although he probably will uh, be put down. You can't have animals attacking humans. So even in Maine, if you're out jogging, in particular, on the Whistle Stop Trail, uh, you should uh, definitely be on the lookout for bulls and pigs out wandering around because they do not want anything to do with you joggers. Welcome! Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So they found the spoon. Yesterday we talked about the giant red spoon stolen from a Dairy Queen in Arizona that has been found. So good for them. They found it in a schoolyard. But it's really kind of strange how it was found. Uh, This guy, Michael Foster, 
age 52, as reported in the story, was playing the outdoor mobile game Pokemon Go. I did not know... I'm sorry, Pokemon, not man. Pokemon Go. I didn't know that was still a thing. I thought we had moved on from Pokemon Go, but apparently not for Michael. (laughs) And he said he was outdoor playing Pokemon Go when he spotted the 15-foot spoon. It was lying on the ground behind a fence that surrounds a Phoenix Middle School baseball field just two miles from the scene of the heist. I sent a picture to my wife and I said, uh, it's the spoon. And she said, call the police. And I can confirm the Dairy Queen Red Spoon was located and recovered, according to the police department. Detectives are continuing to search for the suspects who took the spoon. (laughs) And they're still looking for the public to submit tips. So we don't know. Uh... Uh, We don't know why it was left in the school baseball field. We know that the school maintenance man came over and pushed it over the fence. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, school maintenance man. We really appreciate it. (laughs) So there's a picture of it as they strapped it to the top of the police cruiser. Really funny. So you can relax. Uh, There's a spoon from... Dairy Queen in Phoenix has been found and returned. So, whoo, kind of weird. I mean, if you're going to steal that spoon, you're going to put it in your man cave or something, right? I mean, I would. And remember, the I was reminded of the uh, Chili's giant chili that they'd have outside their stores. Uh, people used to steal those. Love to have those. Now, it's completely wrong, and I do not recommend stealing. It is wrong, 100% wrong. And you should be, you should be tried and have your hand slapped for stealing a giant chili from Chili's or the giant big boy from Big Boy or the giant uh, chicken from in front of the KFC or the giant red spoon in front of the Dairy Queen. Absolutely horrific of you to even think about taking those items. But if you were to take something like that, don't just want it in the corner of your garage or your man cave or take it upstairs in your house and just hang out and look at your giant spoon in the corner. <laughs> uh, I do. I do. I would never take that or do something like that, but it would be, it would be fun if someone were to do that. As long as we're talking about restaurants, I see where, uh, you know, speaking of uh, fast food restaurants, uh, Burger King, uh, the king of burgers, uh, I would love to have seen King Charles, or he's not, I guess he's officially King Charles, you know, he just hasn't had the coronation yet, so I'll go ahead and call him King. Um, He was offered a Burger King crown in Germany. (laughs) Uh, that would have been the money shot. I know everybody wants, uh, you know, Donald Trump in handcuffs in the perp walk, but one of the great other money shots would be King Charles of England with the Burger King crown on his head. That would be awesome. And there's no way he does that. He was offered a Burger King crown in Germany. <laughs> last week and he was like uh, no i'm good <laughs> i said here uh it's yours if you want it and he was like no i'm all right thanks and he smiled and he kept walking now i guess 
Camilla, back in March, was offered a Burger King crown, and she accepted it, saying, oh, lovely, that's very kind of you, Burger King. So you know that uh, back home, when no one's looking, King Charles put on the old Burger King crown. You know he did for, you know, for Camilla. (laughs) Who's your Burger King? I am, baby. (laughs) And speaking of Donald Trump, the former president of the United States and president wannabe in the next election, uh, if you're listening live, today is the 4th of April. 2023 and this day is the day that uh donald trump will be uh arraigned in a manhattan courtroom in new york uh the trump's lawyers has opposed letting cameras in so they the judge said no only still photographs in the courtroom so we're not going to get any video of donald trump in the courtroom just uh regular photographs uh, they claim that it would create a circus-like atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, it already is. Got 24-7 cameras on the building. There's the building he's staying in. <laughs> uh, we watched him land. We watched him drive from the airport to Trump Tower. I mean, it's sad. It really is sad. Now, authorities have barricaded the courthouse and a Trump Tower, where apparently he spent the night last night at Trump Tower. And uh, Mayor Adams told Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia, who's having a big Trump rally in New York today, be on your best behavior. Shut up, Mayor Eric Adams. How about you say that to your citizens? But anyway, I digress. Uh, And so we'll see what happens. Uh, Today, he's being uh, charged with, we're told, 34 counts. We'll know more once that happens in the courtroom. He could. uh, People are uh, speculating that they may, the judge may give him a gag order so he can't talk about it. People are speculating that the judge will make him stay in New York while this is still ongoing. Uh, I would like to hopefully think that the judge would just throw this whole thing out right now, this afternoon, and end it all. Will that happen? I'd like to to believe that will happen, but I think we're going to get more of the circus-like atmosphere. Well, that's going to happen anyway. Whether the judge kicks it out and says, get out of here, or it continues on, we still will get the circus-like atmosphere. I don't know if he's going to get a mugshot, they claim they're not going to handcuff him for the perp walk. They, we were, I was told, I watched a report on how that courtroom, you can come in and out without seeing any of the press. I'm sure Donald Trump wants that to be seen, but you can do it without being part of uh, the uh, madhouse outside. And it's just going to be a circus-like atmosphere no matter what happens. So just be prepared. And if you're there in New York and you're you're getting ready and you're listening to Chewing the Fat today. Well, it will have already happened by the time this podcast drops. So, so let's just hope and pray that nobody does anything dumb because it is a tinderbox. <laughs> and all it's looking for is a spark. You can quote me on that, by the way. All it's looking for 
is a spark. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can uh, email the show anytime you wish, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can follow and order cameos from me at cameo at JeffyJFR. Those aren't free, uh, but, you know, do whatever you need on cameo. And uh, I see where uh, you can always, you know, if you're listening to this show right now and you're not a subscriber, I mean, what are you doing with your life? Okay. So, I mean, I appreciate you listening, but you need to become a subscriber. It's free. So just subscribe on whatever platform you want to use to listen to your podcast on. You can use the one that your friend is using that you're listening to, or you can choose another one. But nobody likes a freeloader. Okay. So everybody likes free stuff, which is what this show is, but nobody likes a freeloader. So if you're listening to this and you're not a subscriber, you need to go ahead and subscribe. Okay. I digress. So I see where Apple uh, has created a classical music app. Man, does that sound good. (laughs) Uh, You can find the classical music you want to listen to. And wow, what a huge deal that is. Uh, Searching for classical music on services like Spotify uh, hasn't been easy, I guess. And even use, even worse when you're using uh, Bing. And Bing, I mean, remember, every I, I've gone over this before, but I, you want to like Bing, you're told we're supposed to like Bing, but then you use Bing. And you realize, I, I don't like Bing. Anyway, so the issue is classical music's uh, metadata on how it's labeled and categorized. Okay, so streaming apps are optimized for pop songs that have limited metadata, typically just song, artist, and album. And yeah, speaking of that, man, just to take a break from classical music, I cannot get Miley Cyrus's Flowers song out of my head. There's been so many reels and TikTok clips and YouTube shorts that use that damn flowers song and it's stuck in my head. <laughs> I can't, I can buy myself flowers, write my name in the sand, talk to myself for hours, say things you don't understand. <laughs> I can't get it out of my head. So that's the metadata they're talking about. Uh, that's why streaming apps are optimized for pop songs. But A piece of classical music has a lot more metadata, including the composer, the orchestra, the conductor, the movement, the nickname, and the key. So you got to sift through all of that. And, you know, how many recordings of Beethoven's Piano Concerto number five are on Apple? I don't know the answer to that. Probably a thousand. So to help fix the metadata problem, Apple bought Prime Phonic a Dutch startup that had built the backup, the backend data infrastructure needed to surface the most relevant search results. So tack on human editors curating their favorite recordings, and Apple is hoping its new app will attract both you snobby little classical music listeners and newbies looking to see what it's all about. And is that Mozart? It is? 
I prefer the Mozart that the Boston Philharmonic did back in 1992. So if you're one of those, uh, hopefully Apple will be able to bring that to you with its new classical music app. For those of you listening on an Apple podcast, be sure to rate and review the show. Uh, 20 stars, best podcast ever. I believe the only thing you can actually do is five stars and leave a review. But really, the review should be 20 stars, best podcast ever. And uh, I appreciate uh, all the reviews that are up on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. And I had forgotten, I was looking at them, I had forgotten that uh, late last year I talked about how chewing the fat is junk food for the soul. I've got to use that more. Uh, chewing the fat podcast is junk food for the soul. So I've got to bring that back. <laughs> so I see where Pepsi is going to go ahead and revamp the old Pepsi logo. Uh, and it's going to be on the shelves this fall in the U.S. and Canada, and uh, will be uh, internationally in 2024. So it's updating its soft drinks logo to soft drink. Okay, ahead of its 125th anniversary, paying tribute to the to the pop, to the pop, to the soda, and the brand's classic labeling. So they are revamping it with Pepsi inside the circle all right so it's inside a globe that's the way that's the way it was uh, explained from pepsi chief marketing officer todd kaplan have been rethinking its branding over the past few years focus groups like the past logos with the word pepsi inside the globe so the richer electric blue and black now the color of Pepsi Zero Sugar Cans will be used across the portfolio to bring a contemporary edge to the brand's color scheme, the company said in its press release. It looks kind of cool. That's fine. I, I don't mind it. I was looking at the pictures of the past Pepsi logos and, uh, you know, with the uh, red, white, and blue circle and then Pepsi along the side. I mean, that's what we've had for, you know, quite a while. And then I was looking at uh, the red kind of written, I don't know what it, that's, I don't know what that type of writing is called, but it's Pepsi-Cola. Eh, not really. And then the block lettering spelling of Pepsi-Cola in red, that was okay. I like the uh, bottle top Pepsi logo with the bottle top red, white, and blue with Pepsi in black lettering you know, through the middle of the of the bottle top. I like that logo. That's kind of cool. And then Pepsi on top of the globe with the red, white, and blue. And uh, Pepsi off to the side with the globe, red, white, and blue. The red, white, and blue with the black lettering inside the globe, which is actually almost like the the bottle top Pepsi. I like that too as well. That's a that's not a bad logo for them. Anyway, look forward to that with the new Pepsi. Of course, it's the choice of a new generation, or I guess they're not saying that anymore. But it was for a long time the choice of a new generation. I will say, uh, looks like uh, Costco and Sam's Club went right to Pepsi. Uh, I don't think that I can get Coke Zero anymore at Sam's Club, and I'm a little pissed. <laughs> There's no more Coca-Cola products at the Sam's Club soft drink soda fountain and i don't like it i don't like it one bit and i'm sure they'll get right on it because they got right on the whole gas station thing i'm still really pissed about that uh how walmart plus 
customers can use their card to get gas at Sam's Club. That really ticks me off. <laughs> I don't know why it does. It just irks me. The lines at Sam's Club gas stations have become longer and I purchase my Sam's Club card and I want to be able to get my gasoline there and I don't want to have to wait an hour in line. And I know that they have, you know, the lowest gas prices and with gas prices going up, those lines are only going to get longer. I got it. But it, to me, when, when they first began uh, letting the Walmart Plus card members go to Sam's is when the lines got extra long. And it's really frustrating to me to have that happen. Let them get their gas at the uh, stations at Walmart. Those aren't Walmart stations. They kind of are. Uh, they all kind of are. And so let them uh, work out the deal with that so that the Walmart Plus card members can get a better get the deal, use their card at those gas stations for a better deal. I know with the app, you save like three cents a gallon uh, at the Walmart station. So make the Walmart Plus card members save, you know, five or eight or ten cents a gallon. But let them you do it there, not at the Sam's Club. Okay? So email me, Walmart. Chewing the fat at the blaze.com or direct message me on Twitter at JeffyJFR and we'll work it out. Okay. I'll let you know how to run your business. <laughs> you haven't figured that out yet. So who died today? Who died today? Kelly Aloria Lum, the beloved hacking veteran, passed away at 41. She will be remembered for her hacking acumen. And who doesn't remember Kelly Aloria Lum for her hacking acumen? Memorable memes and her unparalleled karaoke skills. That's... That's what it says here on TechCrunch. So Kelly Lum, uh, she was a veteran of the cybersecurity community, especially the one in New York, her home for many years. Her Twitter account of the New York City Security Conference SummerCon announced her death on Monday, prompting a seemingly endless list of people to publicly mourn her loss and pay tribute to her life. Now, it claims that she did not take her own life, but she passed due to progressed critical illness in a hospitalized setting surrounded by her family. She is survived by her husband. She, uh, people who knew her called her an angel and an incredible woman. So Kelly Aloria Lum, dead at the age of 41. Also, trailblazing composer Ryuchi Sakamoto. If that's not correct, I apologize, Mr. Sakamoto. Uh, he was one of the first musicians to incorporate electronic production into popular songcraft. He has passed away at the age of 71. He was fighting a, uh, a battle with cancer. He collaborated with David Bowie, Iggy Pop, Bernardo Bertocelli, and uh, many more. He did film scores, and uh, he was a synth pop idol. His uh, favorite statement, which I kind of like, actually, 
Art is long, life is short. Ryuchi Sakamoto, dead at the age of 71. Then, who died today again? The WWE Hall of Famer Bushwhacker Butch. Who doesn't remember Bob Miller, Bushwhacker Butch, has passed away at the age of 78. He traveled from New Zealand to the United States, became ill, and had to be rushed to the hospital in Los Angeles. It was uh, reported from his longtime partner, a.k.a. Bushwhacker Luke, or Luke Williams, uh, in the Sheep Herders and the Bushwhackers, duh, like I didn't know that, uh, announced that uh, our dear Bob had passed away. So, Bushwhacker Butch, dead at the age of 78. Speaking of the WWE, a huge deal uh, transpired with the UFC. The two companies, WWE and the UFC, are going to merge. (laughs) It's an unnamed sports entertainment company yet. Uh, UFC was valued at $12.1 billion. The WWE at $9.3 billion. Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel will continue in the role of becoming the CEO of the new company. Vince McMahon purchased uh, what was then called the WWF in 1982 from his father for approximately a million bucks. He will serve as executive chairman of the 11-member board. Dana White will continue to serve as president of UFC, and Nick Khan will serve as president of the WWE. That is a monster deal. <laughs> I mean a monster deal. It's, I mean, that's a landmark agreement. They're going to be listed on the New York Stock Exchange as TKO. That's awesome. So you're going to get the MMA and pro wrestling brands merging together. The two of the biggest global brands in combat, uh, combat sports. No doubt about that. Now we'll see. Uh, you know, the regulators may say, oh no, that will be a monopoly in the combat world. Will it? Okay. We'll see if that actually happens. But as of now, it will happen. And that is unbelievable. Vince McMahon comes out looking like the genius that he is. Uh, He had been shopping apparently around WWE for months. And uh, he asked $9 billion for his company. And Endeavor said, you know what? Yeah, we'll give it to you. (laughs) Okay, Uh, no problem. (laughs) So good for him. Good for the WWE and good for the synergy between the UFC and the WWE. Did you catch the NCAA men's basketball finals last night? UConn and San Diego State. UConn did win. Uh, They had that game in hand. They won it 76-59 for the fifth national championship in program history. And I will say that uh, they won every game handily in this tournament. They There was one point, I don't know, like, I don't know, five or six minutes left in the game where it looked like San Diego State actually had a chance. They were down by, I don't know, 12 at halftime. And, I mean, the game that UConn won uh, to go into the finals, they won, I think, by 12, and it was like the lowest amount that they had won by. And so that game was still in hand but they only won by 12. But at one point in this game uh, last night, 
uh, UConn and San Diego State. San Diego State was uh, within five. And it felt like there was a point where San Diego State was like, ooh, we got a chance. We still got a chance. There was a little over, I don't know, five or six minutes left in the game. They were down by five. UConn had missed some shots. Didn't look like the same old UConn. And UConn looked up and they were down by five and they were like, oh no, this cannot be. And they uh, went ahead and went back up by 12 quickly. <laughs> uh, very quickly. Uh, might have been even 14 uh, very quickly. And it was like San Diego State never had a chance. Uh, they were out of it at that point for sure. It was just like, oh no, oh honey, did you think you had a chance? No. No, that's not happening. Sorry. So congratulations to the Yukon Huskies as they beat the San Diego State Aztecs 76-59 to for their fifth national championship program. And, you know, speaking of the championship, they had a an astronaut sing the national anthem. Tracy Dyson is her name. She's a NASA astronaut. She's been to space. She was a student athlete in California in college. And she really, I mean, it took some guts. Uh, it took some guts for her to sing the national anthem out there. And I, I she was fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't, uh, some people said it was awesome. Others said uh, she could sing okay. Uh, others said maybe she trained in space where no one could hear her. <laughs> uh, one guy said, uh, posted, uh, as any major leaguer hurler will attest, sometimes you don't have your best pitch. <laughs> I don't know who booked this lady, uh, but uh, she's horrible. No, she wasn't horrible at all. But she wasn't fantastic. But I don't know why they, I don't know what the, reasoning was behind having her sing the national anthem unless it's just california and she's a female and an astronaut i guess uh, i don't know it was fine it was fine you know what it was fine she's fine <laughs> she's an astronaut she's been to space uh you know what she's uh, she's a chemist and she's great so good for her good for her i took some guts for her to do it i don't know i don't know what the reasoning was for it why we didn't have another you know big named artist singing the national anthem for the national championship of men's basketball in houston texas uh, it seems like there's plenty of performers around houston and from houston that would do that or maybe even i don't know texas that could do it but hey you know what she was fine she was fine so just leave her alone so angel reese still taking a beating for uh, her taunting of caitlin clark uh with the you don't see me in front of her face and pointing to her ring finger i'm torn you know i get it it's just in the heat of the moment uh i didn't necessarily like it at the time uh, if Caitlyn would have reacted, it would have been the end of the world, right? I get it that Caitlyn did that to the team. Uh, no one specific. She didn't hunt down anyone and do that uh, at the end of one game. But, you know, I guess it's okay for, you know, Reese to go ahead and do that. Whatever. And so now uh, I see where Jill Biden, who was at the game, by the way, uh, I guess uh, it's okay for her to do all these games and travel around and do all this stuff because Joe never is 
We're not taking Joe traveling on the weekend, but Jill has been busy going around, going to all these all these events, and good to have her there because she was not elected to an office, so it's good to have the first lady go to all these events. Anyway, and be one with the people. And so she said uh, that uh, she wants the defeated Iowa women's basketball team to be invited to the White House in addition to the national title winner, LSU. <laughs> so I don't know if that's going to happen or not. If I'm Iowa, I say, eh, you know what? No, thanks. Uh, no, thanks. Now, uh, the coach for LSU said she would go to the White House if the team was invited. LSU Angel Reese tweeted a link to a story on Jill Biden's remarks on Monday. A joke. She wrote along with three rolling on the floor laughing emojis. <laughs> So I don't know if they want Angel at the White House or not. She may say some things you don't like, Jill. Uh, Joe might not be able to handle her. So we'll see. Uh, and I don't think if I'm Iowa, I say no thanks. Uh, that that goes to the winning team. Uh, we we don't want your pity invite to the White House. We don't need your participation trophy. Thanks, Jill and Joe. We got it. Well, actually, you didn't get it. So that's why they don't need to go, because they lost. So I love lists and polls. And so I see a uh, list of the healthiest cities in America. And so 150 of uh, the cities in America. And they used a methodology where in order to identify the overall healthiest cities in the U.S., WalletHub compared 182 cities, including the 150 most populated U.S. cities, plus at least two of the most populated cities in each state across four key dimensions, healthcare, food, fitness, and green space. Our sample considers only the city proper in each case and excludes cities in the surrounding metro area. All right. The healthiest cities in the U.S. from WalletHub. All right. So, uh, and then I look at the list and I'm like, what? Shut up. And it makes me think that uh, WalletHub doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> That's what it makes me think. I don't know why, but it does. So the top 10 starting from 10 to number one, 10 Irvine, California, number nine, Denver, Colorado, number eight, Minneapolis, Minnesota, number seven, Washington, DC, number six, Portland, Oregon, number five, Salt Lake city, number four, San Diego, California, number three, Honolulu, Hawaii, number two, Seattle, Washington. Now that's where you start. I'm thinking, wait, Seattle's one of the healthiest places to live in the U S not real sure about that. And then we get to number one. And I think, wait, WalletHub, what are you doing? Because the number one healthiest place to live in the U.S., according to WalletHub, is San Francisco, California. Stop it. We just got done hearing from Ashley Vance, a writer at Bloomberg. And the story brought in Elon Musk because that's where the Twitter headquarters are in San Francisco because Ashley tweeted uh, several pockets of 20 to 30 people 
all off their heads, a number of them with pants barely on, zombies, the walking dead, cops observing the proceedings from a hundred feet away because they were walking in San Francisco, had a 20-minute walk down Market Street with a friend who remarked, I've never seen anything like this, as his head was on a swivel the entire time. I love SF, San Francisco. What the city has become is unconscionable. Elon replies to Ashley with his tweet, Okay, he didn't put the music in. I did. Yes. This is what you hear. When you're reading Elon's tweet, you could literally film a Walking Dead episode unedited in downtown San Francisco. This is where San Francisco politics leads, and Twitter was exporting this self-destructive mind virus to the world. With some exceptions, other tech companies are still doing so. Evil in the guise of good. And Ashley Vance called the city unconscionable. Uh, Incredible what's going on. Now, we have that, and then we have... 2023's healthiest cities, uh, healthiest places to live in the U.S., and we're to believe that San Francisco is the number one healthiest city to live in the U.S. I think not. I mean, we have Austin at 14th, New York City at 16th, Tampa at 38th, Philadelphia at 46th, St. Petersburg at 57th, Dallas at 103rd, Fort Worth is 117th, and the 182, the 82nd, I guess, the 182nd healthiest city in America or unhealthiest in the United States, Brownsville, Texas. Brownsville, Texas. I don't know what makes Brownsville, Texas so unhealthy, but it is. So, and I don't know that I believe this entire list from Wallet Hub when you're telling me that San Francisco is the number one healthiest place to live in the U.S. Unless we're, you know, we're voting on, you know, they have uh, health care, food, fitness, green space, and homeless people. I guess that was the unknown entity in all of their voting scores. A lot of homeless people, <laughs> it's healthy to live there. <laughs> Because, hey, the homeless people are all living there. Yeah, so it must be healthy. Okay. Uh, You know what? I believe it then. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.